What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jill on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose. We're here to talk about a Chicago Bulls victory over the Charlotte Hornets. We're also here to talk about a no trade market for Zach Levine. A report that came out today that said the Bulls are going to stand pat and Kobe White being probably the most improved player in the league. We're going to start giving him his flowers because we need to talk about something good instead of shit all the time. Before we do that, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet, Twitter, X, whatever the hell you call it. I don't care. Follow Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating review because that's cool and tough. Go to the YouTube. Yeah, that, that's in the spiel. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's awesome. You should do that. And then uh, what else? That's about it. Goose, I know we've been gone for a minute, a little rusty. I do apologize uh, to you and to everybody for missing two weeks. Um, our last show was like a couple Wednesdays or a Thursday ago. Um, lost my uncle last week. It was kind of a rough um Rough week there, and then, you know, I was not able to return last night because it was these services, so now we're here tonight. So I'm sorry about that. Hug your loved ones close and talk to somebody if some shit's bothering you. Goose. I have a pair of scissors here, and I have some candy. I'm going to open my bag of candy. You do have candy. It's not sour. It's not Sour Patch Kids. It's just like a little bullshit nerds thing, so... Is it, is it the the little cluster balls? Yeah, the little cluster balls. The, 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 the little nerd turds? Yeah, those little gummies. Those are you, fucking fantastic. Got some nerd turds? That, that, that makes me happy for you. Those are good for your soul. Okay. Yeah, those when your soul feels soul. like shit. Yeah, when your soul feels like shit, nerds, gum, gummy clusters, that'll fucking bring you back from the dead. Okay. So, yeah. Right, well, let's, let's get them scissors snipping. Yeah. Let's get that bag, bag opened, and let's, let's crack into this game. Uh, where Kobe White played like an all-star and, like you mentioned, probably uh, should be the most improved player in the league uh, when all things are said and done at the end of the season. Um, and for the Bulls, that's fantastic because they inked him to a three-year team-friendly deal um, at $12 million, $12 million a year, which is only about a fourth of what Zach Levine makes, and he's doing what Zach Levine does for you. So that that has to feel good, even though you might be stuck with Zach Levine, as you pointed out as well. So that that's not good. Well, yeah, Kobe bouncing off a bad game last night, um, you know, where he didn't play up to the level that he has been playing from what we've seen uh, recently um, was, wasn't concerning at all. Like he, not everybody has it every night, but the response in the second of a back-to-back against oh, the team in my opinion. Yeah, he went hard. And against a team, too, like, you know, Charlotte's got – they suck. They're 10-36. and 36. Lamella balls like his brother. They don't mm-hmm. – they don't they don't play often when they do they're exciting um 
But Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller, my goodness. And then they have P.J. Washington going off on the bench, too. I mean, Charlotte played a decent game, hit a couple more threes in the Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. 16 threes for them, 11 for the Bulls tonight. Um, I felt like there was a good balance for the most part. Vooch is driving me fucking nuts. I'm just going to tell you that now. He's driving me nuts. He, 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 I didn't realize the softness. And if it was – do you think it's more apparent this season than it was last season? So the softness has always been apparent. But when you're not doing the other things that you used to be a, quite a bit better at, it becomes a lot more apparent because it sticks out like a sore thumb. Then, like right. when, when you got good shit to hide the softness, nobody gives, nobody cares if you're soft. Right. I mean, he's. I mean, shooting abysmal from the three point line on the season. Then he's you got to be at least fifty percent from the field. He is a stretch big who can't stretch the floor and he can't protect the rim. It, it's so been bad for a center. He's just useless. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm good on yeah, the which is crazy right to now. say because he's. He had 22 and 12 tonight. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, with, with a matchup that he should win, I was not impressed even with that performance. Right. Same here. DeMar, you only took 10 shots tonight. got you 15 points, played 38 minutes, four boards, three. Seconds. I'll tell you something right now about DeMar DeRozan. You want to talk about a guy that is literally – he's seeing what's happening in the shift. You know, he. I think that DeMar has realized that, and that's why we're not seeing him super, super aggressive as, as he once was, because he's finding out now how to change his game of not being the guy into being a complimentary player to be. What do you think shifting, about that? I think he's shifting. I also think we're in a weird spot where he doesn't know if he's going to be here. So what's the point of trying to steal this kid's shine? Um, he's coming into that's his own. He's really too. owned this role. Um, past the trade deadline, maybe we see him more. Um, assertive tomorrow, but obviously tonight is against the team who is not playing LaMelo ball. Um, you are playing a guy that questionably shouldn't even still be in the league in Miles Bridges um, and Brandon Miller, who's a rookie. So, um, you know, letting Kobe have the shine tonight, especially in his uh, home state where he holds the record for scoring the most points ever as a basketball player, um, only fitting to have the night that he had. Um, with that being said, um, you know, it is nice to see DeMar kind of be willing to take that step back because our issue with the big three since uh, this has been put together has been the lack of a hierarchy and not knowing who is that dude. Um, and at least for this stretch of basketball without Zach Levine, uh, there doesn't seem to be much of a power struggle. Uh, there has been some moments to close games where DeMar has still gone into his king of the fourth mode. and um, well, That happens more often than not in the fourth when DeMar's in. But, I mean, I have seen recently him defer a little bit. It didn't happen last night. Kobe didn't, you know, I don't know really what happened there with the communication. But I I do see what you're saying. DeMar has been doing those fourth quarter takeovers more often than not. Yeah, so that's still been par for the course. But to see DeMar, it's clear DeMar isn't the issue, which isn't necessarily good for the Bulls either because it means that Zach Levine is the issue. And he's got forty million dollars, and everybody else is seeing that he's probably the issue, yeah. um, unfortunately, because well, Lowry Markkinen got traded out of here, um, and you chose Zach Levine over Lowry Markkinen, and Lowry Markkinen became an All Star. Um, well, Zach is a two time All Star. Zach's a two time All Star because Demar came here and allowed him to have success. That's a, that's a very true point, but I do want to I, I do want to tell you one thing. This this gets lost, and I believe you're right about Lowry Market, and you know I still got the signed jersey hanging over there. I still but got the signed number seven basketball somewhere. It's very easy to look good on a shitty team, and that clouds a lot of people's judgments, especially a lot of the people that do what we do, because they'll look at their numbers and be like, "Oh, look at this, he's gonna be elite somewhere." It's so not like no, you got to look at empty calories. 
And, and that's what I kind of said about Levine like three years ago. And I got killed on Twitter about it. I said, I think he can get good. And he's got the skills to do so. It just never worked out that way. Um, but I do. I, games with Lonzo Ball. Man, what a 35-month-looking games that was, huh? Glorious. I want to read you off a couple names off this list here. I know we should probably be running through the game, but, hey, man, they beat Charlotte without LaMelo. Good job, Bulls, if that's what they you're They also lost for. to the Raptors last night. Right. W- yeah. Without quickly RJ and Potal. Yeah, so, that, I don't want to talk about that shit. That was fucking stupid. That was, yeah, that no. was so The last time we played the Raptors, we had to talk about how envious we were that they were able to hit the reset button. Right. Now we had to play them after hitting the reset button with without the, some of the reset without players. most of the players that they got from hitting yeah. the reset button and they still kicked our ass whipped our ass so i i pulled up the nba most improved player odds um and i want to read off a couple names to you uh this is what i actually had planned for last wednesday when we were going to roll is, is talking about this this shit to do something different and fun so i wanted to talk to you about a couple names that are on this list i saved it on my computer um they have Tyrese Maxey as the favorite to win, which I think is fucking stupid. I don't think he I, – I, I don't like that. I, I think that we know he's been very good. I yeah, think no, that this – isn't, This isn't anything new, I suppose. This is like the first season removed from Harden uh, completely to kind of get but that. He was, yeah, he was a player bef- while he Harden was, was there. He was. And it's been well known that he's kind of that dude. And that's yeah, why I love Tyrese able Maxey. to move away uh, from Harden. So, no, I – Kind of, kind of a little salty about that, but uh, Houston Embiid's not not eligible for MVP, so um, you know somebody on their team. Someone's got to get the award, huh? Yep, that's yep. fucking stupid. Uh, Sanguine from the Houston Rockets. He's at, he's uh, in second place at uh, plus two sixty. Awesome. I don't like this either, but I, I guess it makes sense. Scotty Barnes because he he came off that that shitty sophomore year, um, yeah, and it was a shitty. Pers- yeah, it was a sophomore slump, but I mean he's been electric but kobe white he's he's sitting in fourth right now so but didn't scotty win rookie of the year i believe he did so i that i have a gripe with that because i don't think you can be both the rookie of the year well, and me, the most improved player i don't care how bad your sophomore slump was i'm going to i'm going to confirm my friend because i yeah he was he was the rookie of the year in 2021 2022 so so, so for me sorry you're ineligible so that ascension that's what the award used to mean. Exactly. You, you can't be the rookie of the year. I don't care how bad your slump was the second year. And then in your third year, be like, now I'm the most improved player. Right. No, sorry. You're, you're, you're disqualified. And I think that for me, with this list, and obviously Homer bias coming full force at you, um, <laughs> everybody that you listed, I was already fully aware had arrived um, prior what to this a- season. I what about saying? What about Sanguine? We knew Sanguine was good, but I mean, he's doing some shit. Uh, I, I feel like that he, should be the race. I mean, Kobe and Sanguine would—I'd be all right with that, um, especially since the Rockets have had a substantial amount of success compared to what they've kind of done in recent years. Um, so it's good as fuck, dude. Like when every any chance I get to watch Houston, um, a lot you know, a lot of Houston fans don't like Jalen Green. Which I know he's wildly. He's got he's got the Zach Levine disease. No, dude, he's so young. He's still so young. You know he's how explosive. long we said that about Zach Levine? <laughs> we said I all, never said that. We said it all the way up until we paid him forty million dollars a year. That's fucking mental. I'm, there's a difference yeah. between those two. No, we did. We literally traded Jimmy Butler in hopes that the guy with the well, yeah, of course, was going to be that dude. 
I like and he, and he was that dude. I mean, he's still one of the only players to score 50 points this season. So when you clip this, Brian, make sure you only clip the positive PR for Zach Levine because there's a lot of negative shit. There is. Well, I'm, that's a good segue into Zach Levine. So obviously we talked about we think Kobe White should be the uh, most improved player. Um, ooh, God dang, man. I want to talk about Zach, but there's one guy I got to give flowers to real quick. I would assume he's been nuts. Like over the last like seven, eight games, he's been insane. In fuego. What? What's changed? Like I, I mean, he is. He goes to the highest of highs of contributing to sometimes the lowest of lows. I'm really hoping we can find a happy median here tonight. He went seven of ten from the field, two for five from downtown, sixteen points, six assists, three steals. He started tonight too. He got a block in there as well. It's because it's Io and Kobe's team now, and everybody just needs to accept that. And so do Acme. And they need Kobe White gave him flowers. At the end of the game, uh, they interviewed Kobe, and Kobe gushed about Io, dude. You know, saying how good he's been. See, playing. That's, that's that's why Kobe needs to win the award too, because he's he's, he's elevating. He's elevating everybody. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Dude. wants an individual award, but he really does. His leadership, which is something that's been lacking on this team, Demar's a great, you know, off-season leader, uh, great behind-the-scenes leader. Uh, but Caruso's kind of always been our most vocal leader in general. Yeah. Um, and Kobe White has always been extremely vocal, but he's been like that little brother kind of vocal that annoys people and they don't really take seriously. But now that his play is backing it up and he's hyping everybody up and he's just bringing them with him um, and they're riding the Kobe hype train, it's, it's a little different. We're watching a transition. And obviously, we don't know where this transition leads, but Io and Kobe are locked up right now. Um, so, there's been trade rumors about Zach, about Damar. Um, and then today, you get a rumor, Goose, that the Bulls aren't going to pull the trigger on anything. And my question to you as a fan of somebody, you know, you watch all every game, you're invested into the team, we do this podcast. Can you come up and, and and without flying off the handle and us doing our typical bitching, like, can you come up with a logical reason why you would break up the, I guess what you've been looking for, continuity between what's working right now and then adding back in Zach, who clearly wasn't working. He so, looked lost out there. Um, I mean, I, you can't say that it didn't work. Obviously, we got to two games against Charlotte for him to kind of start his comeback. So the win loss swing uh, with Zach back on the team is a little misleading because the caliber of competition that we were playing wasn't really that great. So um, win loss, it still looked good. And he had at at least one game in there that stood out where it was like, all right, dude, to the team. Um, He had everybody singing his praises and like, no, we're not trading dude. We're, We're going bulls are back full steam ahead. And, Whatever. Um, I don't I don't feel that way, obviously. And I but we know how this front office is. For for the part of our lives that has mattered, this team has been so content being mediocre, even when they had the league's youngest MVP, um, they didn't go all in. <laughs> I they, know, dude. Like they, they were content Keith with Bogans. these Bogans in their starting lineup. Um, you know, that year they had all that bullshit too, like walk down memory lane 2011 when they talked about fucking uh, OJ Mayo 
uh, those rumors and pairing him and Rose next to each other, man, that was that was something. But we uh, we ended up getting Rip Hamilton on a, you know, on a that, that mass small man, deal. That mass man provided some some entertainment. Yeah, times. he did. Remember when Wade fucking pushed him into the stands? Pepperidge Farm remembers. I'll tell you that. Uh, I, I you can't bring him back in, Goose. I mean, so like, no, but like you, but you have to. You pay him forty million dollars. Who he makes like thirty three percent of the team's entire salary? Yes, I know, I know, man. And and again, I don't. So with that being said, because we wanted to segue into this anyway, right? Are you taking just expiring salary? Would you yeah, take like, Richards and Gordon Hayward for Zach Levine just to not have to put him back on the floor? Yeah, I'm chasing my picks, dude. I'm chasing. Look at what we're in hell. We're in hell. So, but getting rid of him, as we've seen, isn't necessarily going to make the team worse. Getting rid of him could actually, as oddly as it I'm is, fire sailing make the team. But I'm yes, we're fire sailing. Right. They're just trying to trade Zach Levine. That's all they've been doing. Yeah, no, I know. I and unfortunately, they have not played bad enough outside of last night in that performance to really make you feel as a fan that this front office is finally going to be like, we're done with continuity. I You're right. I got, I got to stop happen. putting my own perspective into it and say what the team's actually going to do. What, what the team is probably actually going to do is trade Zach Levine or nothing. Me and you would trade tomorrow. We'd trade Caruso. We'd trade Andre Drummond. We would recoup and see that, okay, it's awesome. Well, we, we've seen um, development and progress from Io, from Kobe, from Pat to a lesser degree. Uh, which is somewhat okay because he's going shit, even Julian Phillips, even Julian Phillips. So, but, but you see that and maybe they're, they're smart enough to see what we see. They, they said they acknowledged it earlier in the season when we were legitimately struggling. Um, but maybe that still was just get rid of Zach and improve the roster and go from there. But if they I'm, have to know that this, this dance with tomorrow is about done. There's no way you're going to pay that dude $25 million. You can't No, this is it. And, and I'll tell you what they do. This is the thing that they've said, and this is something that kind of creeped into my mind as you were just talking right there. But remember the whole making the Bulls uh, a player-friendly team and making them great again and all that kind of shit or whatever they said, making them cool again or whatever? Yeah, we're going to go cool. We're not going to use that other guy's slogan and put it with the Bulls. Whose slogan is that? <laughs> Make them great again. Oh, shit. You see, I didn't buy You know I don't fucking do the politics. Fuck I don't do the politics either, but yeah. that, that I've seen that one on enough hats. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I actually have to, but I didn't even fucking. That was it, unintentional, completely. Um, they're all crooks, vote buzz. Um, but anyway, it'll <laughs> <laughs> be the first time I've ever voted. I will vote buzz. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but uh, you know where where I'm at with it now is is they had the rumor rumored trade with Detroit, okay? And then um and I can't remember who the reporting was last week was so fucking nuts it for was me. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, and like maybe um, and maybe Isaiah Stewart or something was in there and for like Zach and, and Carter. You could, get, you could get Joe Harris's expiring. Yeah, Joe Harris was in there. Um, so it would, would have been expirings and an upgrade in a sense and somebody that could contribute to your team and uh in a need, in a need that you have, kind of a big body that can stretch floor and hit the three. Um, you know, if you're trying to compete, I mean, it's not going to be a needle mover, but it's going to look better out on the court. I mean, it's more of a needle mover than $40 million sitting on your bench and not playing. That's very true. So, like, when I saw that trade come across, then people had said, you know, like that stupid uh, diehard Chicago Bulls fan page on Twitter and Facebook that makes up all the shit. Like, oh, the proposed rumor is fucking Killian Hayes or Osir or uh, Amon Thompson or whatever the kid that one. 
Osor over there. Yeah, or Jaden Ivey or um, who else was in there? See, and I feel like Jaden Ivey, uh, of all of their blue chip prospects, is the one that would potentially be available in a deal with them. They said no. Uh, The report. uh, I'm telling you what, if you tell me right now, Right now, it's Bogdanovich. Fuck Joe Harris. I mean, I'll take him. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Bogdanovich and, and, and uh, uh, Ivy, I'm doing that nine times. In yeah. a row. I mean, uh, and every for time. both sides, you, you kind of have to think that that would be the case because you you can't pay Ivy and take on Levine. Like, no. you take on Zach Levine, you're ruining Ivy's career. Um, yeah, why is he going to sit behind him? I, Ivy needs the ball in his hand in development. He doesn't need to be so, I mean, He's I got guess- that talent. I guess you could say the same thing about him coming here and being behind Kobe. Uh, Kobe's a point guard. Look what he's doing. He's running. You just said he's elevating people. He's elevating people with his leadership. He almost had a 35-point triple-double tonight. I, like, I, get, I, I know, but I still, I'm still, i still tentative to give the full – he's a point guard. He's, is, it because, is it because of the scoring prowess behind it and how badly they need it? I mean, Is, is that why you don't want to call him point guard? It. It's just a t- he's he's a great initiator. I'll, I'll leave okay, it. At no, that's fair. I'll leave it at that. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. I get it. I, but when it comes to having another super ball dominant guy, I guess he is coexisting with Demar right now. Yeah, um, it's about learning how to play together, man, and 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 going off of people's strengths. I mean, that's that's the thing here. And if Kobe is really blossoming into a leader role, and like I said, you know, he he gushes about his teammates all the time. He's a fucking constant professional. But again, like you said, he's making people better around him. Maybe you're kind of seeing like the rebirth of his career to a certain extent. And I know that he's still young in his career, but there's a lot of people ready to ship him out last year. We were like one of the only shows like, damn, what do we do? Cause you got IO, you got Kobe, but I like Kobe, man. Kobe could shoot the rock. Kobe could fucking score. He's a, he's a microwave. You know, he gets hot instantly. And then it went away. And then now you literally put the balls in his hand and you're like, Whoa, we're talking about an <laughs> award. The, what in his hand? the ball. Did I say balls? Yeah, I did dude. That's all right. Hey, I don't judge, you know, people do what they do and that's fine. I, I'm not paying their bills. They do what they need to do, <laughs> but he puts the ball in his hand. He becomes uh, what people are calling an all-star or uh, at least on the, on the brink of being one. I mean, listen, he, he might win a major NBA award this year. If he keeps this up, he should. I mean, yeah. unfortunately the bulls mediocrity might keep that from him. Um, but his story, his recognition in the league is definitely, um, spread far and wide. I mean, if the Bulls are two games under 500, that kid should be winning that award. I'm serious. I mean, they're three games under 500 right now at 2026. If the Bulls do what we want them to do and are hard sellers, does that impact his chances in a negative way to get that award? Uh, you know what? Because then he gets more opportunity to just stat pad. Yeah, but he's kind of got all the opportunity now, and it's on a competitive team that he literally came in and took over with question marks about which veteran is. So the, the success with with the points and uh, the performances is more important, you think, than yeah, more freedom. Yeah, I think so. I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think that would probably be what gets him it. But would you back to Zach? The salary dump trade with a protected first round pick. Are you in on that or no? Given the current state of affairs, if if they were having a fire sale, I would say yes. If they're sticking to this team and they plan on paying DeMar, um, which I guess I don't know how that works because you go into the tax pretty far then, um, and maybe that's why they're 
feeling the pressure to trade Zach for just dead cap because then they can actually extend DeMar, which I don't want to see either. Um, well, let me know, ask you this. I mean, if they give the keys, and I, I don't want to see that either, Goose, but think about this for a moment. Like, if you're going to give the backcourt keys to Kobe and Io and until whatever happens, happens, and you bring in a vet and you start trying to add young talent, maybe you move Vooch, get into free agency, add some younger guys, see what happens. Because you've got, like you said, you got kind of a little core there. They're not a great core. They're going to be struggle, but no, having I mean, a, a vet would be all right, see, right? I'd like I'd like to get rid of everybody, and I'd like to have Kaminga where uh, Julian Phillips would be if you don't get a Kaminga uh, while you're doing your fire sale. But Kobe, Io, Kaminga, Pat, and Vooch, and until you can get rid of him, um, is kind of the uh, like a squad that I'd like. That's to like, see. A, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's the most likely one to. Well, actually, you know what? Not anymore. He's not the most likely one to stay anymore because we can't move Zach. I think in these next eight days that that phone is going to start heating up for Zach. The the shit is hitting the fan in Lakerland, um, and I don't think Murray is necessarily the answer for them. Is the, the Lakers aren't a bad defensive team. They have Anthony Davis and they have Vando. Um, so perimeter defense, LeBron don't move. Austin Reeves will get cooked by anybody. Austin Reeves doesn't really move, and D'Lo doesn't really move. But LeBron James is also their best three-point shooter right now outside of Reeves. Um, and Zach Levine can shoot three-pointers. He's He holds records for three-pointers. And if Zach Levine can just be a catch-and-shoot guy and doesn't have to facilitate your offense for you, that's when Zach Levine's probably at his best um, anyway. I mean, so, that could be a rebirth, like you said earlier in the year. That could be a rebirth for his career, too. But, I mean, that trade looks wildly different now with the Lakers sliding. That looks wildly different because I'm not just taking bullshit salary from the Lakers. Well, as much as I don't want to see that happen like we just covered for the last five minutes, moving Zach for nothing is almost better than doing nothing at this point because he is dead weight. And at least you go into the offseason and you can use that money – to, even if it is to retain DeMar, which I don't want to see happen um, at 20-plus mil because we're seeing with Vooch how that works when guys get to that stage of their career, even though DeMar's had extreme success here to the point where you'd question that this is the best stretch of basketball that he's played in his career. Um, I still don't think that that's the right move. But even if freeing up that cap space is what that results in, you still did positive things instead of bringing a guy back who's kind of clearly proven doesn't fit with what you're trying to do and it's just mutually beneficial for both sides for him to go somewhere else and i think it would be funnier for him to land in detroit in that scenario uh because it's not la where he wanted to go it's a shittier location uh that has lost even more games um <laughs> he's tasked with being the hero are you like. are you at all surprised by the mainstream media's coverage of zach at you know, since all this kind of started, I don't know. I don't know if you've been watching NBA TV or listening to anything else or whatever, no. but no, I'm not surprised by it at all. Um, given the fact that he's barely played the season when he has played the season, it hasn't been uh, to the level that we have grown accustomed to uh, the last two seasons uh, prior to this one. And the fact that he's represented by clutch media and tanking his value had benefit to them at one point. I think they realized in this scenario, uh, they might have played that card a little too hard, and now um, the Bulls simply won't move him for how low his value has moved down to. But we're going to figure that out in eight days. Um, if Acme stands pat, what's your initial reaction? 
going to be an interesting offseason with a yeah. whole lot of nothing done yeah. because the money that you free up from losing DeMar is probably just going to evaporate. It's not like it's going to be replaced by a star if you don't Lampy. bring it back. Um, so all around, it's just a, it's a conundrum. Uh, and the only positive is that you did sign Kobe and Io. Um, this previous offseason, you did retain them um, to multi-year deals. Um, otherwise, it, you really don't have a young core that you're looking at building because you're going into this offseason having to pay Patrick Williams, too. <laughs> a lot of decisions coming up for them, man. A lot of decisions. When I saw all that with Zach and then, then them standing pad again, I'm just like, dude, yeah. I used to get all hyped up and pissed off about it, but I mean, right I'm here, not going to get hyped and I'm not going to get pissed yet. I'm not I think surprised. they know that something has to be done at this point, although at the same time they can convince themselves that we're still competing the same way that we were um, minus Lonzo and we're getting Lonzo back next year. So, yeah, you know, they're at the end of their salary. This is, this should be the end of their window, but we've seen them extend Vooch in, Hopefully that's a sign to them that this is just over, but they are treading water good enough to convince themselves to stay the course. Man, he had about a bitch. Basketball hell again. All right. Next game, Goose is up against the Sacramento Kings. Um, <laughs> there was a rumor that came out that they were interested in Zach Levine again. I saw that on Twitter. Um, I'll take Red Velvet and – Salary filler. Give me Davion Mitchell. I like I like his potential. Yeah, you take Kevin Herter or Davion Mitchell in a pick. Yeah, I mean, even if it's a protected pick, that's not going to convey. Can that get it done? I mean, if the Kings are motivated, uh, I, I'm I sure. salary wise. Ah, uh, I think you get close because I know uh, uh, Herter makes close to like twenty million. It's the, in the eighteen to twenty million range. Right. Uh, Mitchell was a first round pick, but I think he was like late lottery. Um, so he probably makes around five mil at this point towards the end of his rookie deal there. So you're about like 10 mil short. I don't know if you got to throw Harrison Barnes in there, but then you might, I don't know. And then, and then you probably got to throw Caruso in there or Andre Drummond. Maybe you could throw Drummond in there, Drummond and Zach for, you know, Barnes, Red Velvet and Davion Mitchell and a protected pick. Um, exactly. see, that'd be nice. I don't, that'd be nice. No, but they're actually shopping Devion Mitchell. So that's, right. that's not like talking about Keegan Murray, um, which would be what we'd want, but, but, in, but, but, but in a realm of possibility, um, the guy that's actually available on the market would be somebody. And both of those guys have been mentioned, uh, at least Herter and, uh, uh, Mitchell there. So a uh, combination of those two and some other salary filler for Zach. We've got Detroit. We've got the Lakers. Um, maybe the Sur the Spurs re-become a suitor uh, if the price is as low as simply salary cap and we see Dougie Buckets in a Bulls jersey again. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we literally have eight days. We went 14 days in between shows the last time here. So uh, we take another mini hiatus. We come back and uh, Zach Levine may or may not be gone. I'm betting he's going to be here but this situation's got awkward enough to where it simply might have forced their hand to take the lesser value that they're looking at. See, that was a good closing thought that you just had there. You just did it. I didn't even have to ask you for it. Look at that. I don't think we're going to wait another two weeks, so we'll probably go live. Again. No, we're going to go live again on Saturday just because it's been so long. 
Right. And I like seeing your beautiful face. Yeah, no, I, I, pro- I promise you we'll go live on Saturday. I won't skip Saturday for my extracurricular activities this week. I will uh, I will just, you know, I'll be I'll be a good worker and I'll get the job done. I won't uh, take my weekend off. I'll look at you clocking in on the weekend. You can Maybe be sauced. There's nothing wrong with being sauced. Yeah, man, I can't do You know what, dude? I'm tell- the people I have seen you break shit. It's okay. I know. I know, but I'm a different man now. You're a different man now. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I can't do it sauced anymore. I don't know why. I just screen you starts right when you're sauced. No, the screen starts moving. I forget like little steps. Remember, like I forgot to go live on two things and shit. Like I don't know. I could had trouble posting the fucking. So uh, you're not supposed to drink and go to work, is what you're telling people. That's yeah. You're not supposed to do that. So <laughs> I can't. This is like my second job, so I can't be doing that. You know what I mean? I gotta stay. Even stay though you're late. in the basement, you you can only get a little sauced. Yeah, just a little tiny bit. And I got to wait till after the podcast to do so. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Saturday, right? After the Bulls take on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I already told you where to follow us. I already told you where to subscribe. Do those things. If you missed it, listen to the beginning of the episode. We'll see you in a couple days. Hopefully, Zach Levine's gone by then. Let's go, Bulls.